0: up this program to bring you a special report. Welcome to the 2023 Dakar Rally edition of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. Bringing you daily updates as competitors take on over 5,000 miles in 15 days across the Arabian Peninsula. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any updates. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Waypoints for more updates and news from the Bibwack. That being said, let's get to it. Alright, what is going on guys? It is the Stage 9 Preview Show. It is rest day and these guys are getting, uh, let's see, well no, it is the end of rest day right now in Saudi Arabia. And these guys are getting ready to go to bed, getting them final things, bikes probably already done and put back together again. And just hanging out and getting ready for the second half of the 2023 Dakar Rally. And so, looking forward to that. I think here we go right next stop. First stop was was rest day and they got a little bit lucky and they got an extra day in there uh, on the marathon stage. The first half of the marathon just being a commute to the marathon bivouac uh, and then from there racing back to Riyadh. So I am looking forward to see how this shakes down because we have got another stage that I think is going to favor uh, the American riders, particularly the guys up top, Skylar House, currently your overall leader, uh, Mason Klein finishing second, uh, excuse me, finishing third on stage number eight. Uh, so definitely putting on a show. That I think this stage is going to favor them. Uh, Jacob Argy Bright as well, Paul Neff as well. Uh, again, being a more desert-like stage, I think that it, we're going to be seeing a little bit faster times out of those guys uh, versus in the dunes, but. Either way, well, I don't. I can't take anything from it. Skyler. House is then again leading the overall right now in the rally. Uh, he even had time to do a, a no footer off of one of the dunes, so he's out there obviously having a lot of fun, and that is absolutely awesome to see. Uh, putting in that effort, making it happen, and uh, well, yeah, you know, the fastest stash in Saudi Arabia. So I am looking forward to what continues to happen. Hopefully, this trend continues, and uh, and we get some Americans on the podium. So let's talk a little bit about where we are at right now in the overall standings. Let's take a look at that first because this is where it is going to get interesting. All right. Let's see here. Stage. That was the stage one. Okay. So right, 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 right now. Let's take a look at this after stage number eight. Right. We are at... Skylar Howes leading the way right now on the Husqvarna factory racing bike. 30 hours, 34 minutes, and 16 seconds is his total time at the moment. And then let's take a look here from there. Let's go here. Let's put that on that one. We'll just go with the pro mode here. All right. Let's see. You know, it's interesting trying to get this app to do everything that I want it to do. In just one shot without having to mess with it. Here we go. Okay, this looks much better. Here we go. Okay, so Skylar Howes capitalized. Ooh, look at that. I like that. Okay, Skylar Howes on the Husqvarna factory racing bike currently sits at 30 hours, 34 minutes, and 16 seconds uh, overall time with a 11 minute and 52 second bonus time added to his time or taken from his overall time. So that is pretty awesome to see that the bonus time is actually working uh, with only taking on only a one minute penalty. Then it is Kevin Max Benavidez on the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike currently running second with only a three minute penalty. He sits at 30 hours, 34 minutes and 29 seconds. Sound familiar? Yeah. Skyler is in that same minute. 13 seconds right now at the halfway point after 3000 miles, it's down to 13 seconds for the overall. And then... Third in his second, I repeat, second Dakar ever. Dakar, Dakar, not Dakar. Second Dakar ever with a total bonus time of 8 minutes and 31 seconds, a penalty time of 4 minutes total. It is none other than Mason Klein on the BAS World KTM Racing Team. 30 hours, 34 minutes, and 29 seconds. Sits tied with Kevin Benavides at 13 seconds behind your current overall leader, Skylar house. So that is absolutely huge. Taking a look at it. I mean, it's easy from 7,000 miles away to look at it and go, well, he's got four minutes worth of penalties. That would be him in the lead by four minutes right now. Roughly. That is absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy performance coming out of Mason Klein, all of his practice, all of his work, everything he has been doing has been coming together for this rally. And, the fact that he's collected podiums consistently and the fact that he is literally third overall going into or coming out of the rest day is absolutely huge so let's move on and let's find out more about our top 10 here in the number four spot toby price on the red bull ktm factory racing bike 30 hours 36 minutes and 14 seconds he is 158 behind the leader and then you have Pablo quintania in the number five spot on the monster energy honda team Three hours, 37 minutes, and one second. He is 245 behind the leader. Then you have Aiden Van Beveren in the number six spot on the Monster Energy Honda team. 30 hours, 37 minutes, and five seconds. He is two minutes and 49 seconds behind the leader. So, top six, two minutes and 49 seconds behind. The gaps are absolutely crazy. The gap between these riders uh, you're talking about from fourth to fifth. Uh, just over, I mean, barely a minute, not even a minute. Then you're talking about fifth to six. You're talking about four seconds. Daniel Sanders in the number seven spot currently on the Red Bull gas, gas factory racing bike, 30 hours, 41 minutes and 19 seconds. He is seven minutes and three seconds behind the leader. And then Joan Bereda Bort in the number eight spot on the monster energy JB team, 30 hours, 41 minutes and 37 seconds. He is seven minutes and 21 seconds behind the leader. Nacho Cornejo in the number nine spot. Monster Energy Honda team, 30 hours, 53 minutes, and 48 seconds. He sits 19 minutes and 32 seconds behind the leader, Matthias Wachner, rounding out that top 10 on the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike. 30 hours, 56 minutes, and 51 seconds. He is 22 minutes and 35 seconds behind the leader. And then let's take a quick look down the line so we get an idea here. Luciano Benavidez, Husker Bona factory racing teammate to Skyler House. 30 hours, 58 minutes, and 48 seconds. He sits 24 minutes and 32 seconds behind your race leader right now. Santolino right now in the Sherco factory sitting in 12th. Uh, just taking a quick look down the line here. Cool. All right. So let's take a look. Uh, who are we going Nomada Racing. I believe that he is, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's out of the GP world could be wrong, I'm gonna to have to look that up, but let's see here, papa. All right, do you guys like that sound effect? We're doing sound effects this morning. All right, stage results, we already know. Stage number eight, it was Ross Branch leading the way, showing everybody the fast way through stage eight. Mason Klein bringing up that number two spot, and then Daniel Sanders in the number three. And I believe there may have been some, some changes in there, but anyway, overall is what we are after right now. Not looking at the map, don't need the map. Why did I go into the map? fired so it gets a little tricky here but let's take a look at uh no we don't need stage nine original by motool let's take a look at the original by motools guys and take a look and see what we've got going on peter Belchek hanging out in that number eight spot right now and then you have got headed down here paul neff headed 15th 21 hours and 17 minutes behind he has taken on some He has taken on some time and taken on some penalties, but you know what? He is absolutely cranking away. The goal was to finish. That was the American Rally Originals, guys. That was their team. That was what they were looking to do. So right now, Paul Neff, Mohart, and Jim Pearson still in it for the team. uh, With, again, with Kyle McCoy and David Pearson uh, having to retire due to injury. So bummer to see that for those guys, but I am hoping that uh, the rest of the team, the other three are doing well and trying to work. I I'm working on getting some updates from them, but obviously it's a little bit different with the original by Tools category and the Malamoto or or trunk racing, as uh as we are affectionately calling it. Uh, it is a little bit more difficult because you don't necessarily have time. If you um if you heard in one of the earlier shows, I believe it was Willem Amnon that was talking about Uh, You know, everything being for sale in the bivouac except time. And that is absolutely the truth. There is no time. Paul Neff with his uh, electrical mechanical issues uh, of the electrical system just a couple days ago. uh, Definitely found that out and pushed and pushed and pushed. But he has still got a bike. He has still got a horse in this race. So I am absolutely stoked for him and being able to continue on in the rally. So very, very excited to see what shakes loose on this next next half. I think this is going to be an interesting uh, an interesting half. So, uh, before we get to the rest of the show, let's check in. I did get an update from Mason Klein, so let's uh, let's take a quick listen.
1: Basically, Raleigh's going super good. Um, having a lot of fun this year. It's definitely way harder than last year's, just like they said it would be. <laughs> the dunes are gnarly, and the rock stages are pretty good. Um, yeah, feeling pretty sore. I mean, I'm not... I don't feel that bad, honestly. I'm pretty surprised. Um, yeah, just in the hotel right now, getting ready to take a shower, because yeah use all the hot water up in the whole hotel is my plan feel better um ah it's like i'd never in the whole world guess that i'd be fighting to win the dakar on my second try but also it's like i feel like i should be winning already but i had that stupid fuel problem it's like there's so many things that have to go right in in a race like this you know and really it's like you have to be lucky like i had to be so lucky to get all the water in my gas you know i have to be so lucky oh man and then i got a penalty yesterday um we wake up so early i'm like falling asleep on the bike i didn't even know i got a penalty until i got came into the finish line I got a penalty for speeding in the liaison which means you're an idiot basically because if you go too fast in the liaison it's like, you don't gain time in your overall, you just you just get a penalty for nothing and yeah I got another penalty earlier in the race um, I forget which stage for speeding in a neutralization zone which is another section of the race that's untimed so it's like I keep making stupid mistakes. The the one I got yesterday, though, was like, I don't even know. I was just, I was falling asleep. There's nothing I could do. I could barely stay awake. Like, I really thought I was going to just fall asleep on the bike and crash. It was pretty gnarly. Um, I guess there's supposed to be like one more rock stage and then it's all dunes. So we'll see what I can do starting in third. It'd be cool to win another stage from third, but we'll see. And then, yeah, the rest is dunes. so I just have to do my best on, I think, stage nine. And the only way to win now is to absolutely send myself in the dunes. And I don't really like that, but uh, we'll see what we have to do, I guess. Um, yeah, good to check in on you. Thanks for hearing me out, Victor and everybody. Um, let's do the second week best as I can, I guess. And good luck to everybody else.
0: Thank you. All right. There you have it. That was the update. And so, yeah, all the competitors at the hotel, if you guys are wondering where the hot water went, well, now you know. So absolutely stoked to see. I mean, he is, you know, we talked just a a few minutes ago about where he's at as far as the overall times go and the penalties that he's incurred. And, yeah, I mean, you're talking about uh, 10 minutes for fuel. And four minutes in time penalties, you'd be looking at a 14 minute lead right now over the uh, over Skylar House. So, very, very interesting in his, like he said, in his second attempt, his second try at the Dakar is very impressive. No, any which way you slice it is still an impressive performance thus far. Uh, I understand you know where he's saying, and this is what I was talking about a minute ago that. The upcoming stage is going to favor the riding style and the terrain and the stuff that he is familiar with, the stuff that Skyler House, Jacob Argy Wright, Paul Neff, Mohar, all of these guys, all the American teams are used to this more rough, rocky type terrain. Although it is challenging not to take anything away from it, but if anybody's got a better shot at that, I think it's these guys uh, that are used to running in the rough and things like that. So it's interesting to see. It is smart. You know, the dunes are gnarly and they are only going to get bigger as they get into the empty quarter. Uh, my understanding, they are only going to be drier. So it's going to be more sugar sand. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the the trade off and how that goes down. Uh, but again, I mean. I, you know, there. I'll, I'll make some predictions here, so. I feel like, you know, I think Mason is going to capitalize on stage number nine because of the composition of the stage. And we'll get to that here in a few minutes. Uh, But I think that in the dunes in the first day, he may lose some time, but then gain some time. I think there's going to be a swing set going on here because if you're leading out, it's kind of harder to follow or have tracks. Uh, And you got to think you climb to the top of this dune and at the very other end of it, uh, there could be a a fall or there could be, you know, just a really steep decline. So getting used to getting a rhythm in the dunes and finding your tracks and and making that as fast and safe as possible becomes a challenge. Mason is a hell of a navigator and and has proven that he can lead out and not lose time like some of the other competitors do when they are leading out, uh, which is really, really good. It makes him... You know, it it makes him stand out from the crowd for sure. But now you get into the dunes, it is a little bit trickier. I've never ridden the dunes, and I can tell you right now, I can see the pitfalls of it. I've worked in the industry. I've seen accidents. I've seen uh, cars. That's primarily where I come from. And the, the dunes are tricky. They will bite you in the ass in a hurry. And so Mason has been very, very smart up until... And will continue to be. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. But I'm I am expecting to see a little bit of a drop and then a little bit of a rise and a, you know kind of a little bit of back and forth uh, because of the nature of the dunes. So hopefully we could get to the other end. I think he is in an absolutely great position coming into it. If he loses a little bit of time, he's close enough, and hopefully the leaders don't get too far ahead of him uh, in the sand. Uh, he will have. Uh, somebody like in this case, you know, you may have Skyler uh, Skylar house coming up from behind him. Um, uh, not today, but tomorrow in the dunes, uh, for that next stage. So we'll, we'll kind of see how it's going to shake down. I'm, I'm looking forward to it and seeing how, how the breakdown goes. So speaking of updates, let's take a look. There was another update that I did get. And, uh, and I think, I think we're going to start a new segment and I think you guys are going to have to help me name it. So there are a couple of in the running right now. Uh, One of them is being Nartox or the other one is In the Wild with Gnarly Dave. Those are the two that I have got so far. I'm not 100% sure, though, um, which one we're going to use. So I don't know. You guys tell me. But anyway, in the meantime, on the first segment of Nartox or In the Wild with Gnarly Dave, we had a chance or he had a chance to actually catch up with the the man the myth no he's not a myth the legend uh johnny campbell uh this weekend at the district 37 races so check this out you guys tune in all
1: right guys gnarly dave here for chasing waypoints we got none other than johnny campbell back a little early from dakar johnny how's it going today uh it's a
2: great day out here at the check chase uh red mountain It's been spectacular conditions, Um, my rider uh, Ryan Surratt won his first desert race overall today on his Honda CRF 450RX, pretty excited about that. And Preston Campbell returned to racing, Uh, unfortunately he stopped for a downrider and um, you know, so he decided to, uh, you know, sacrifice his race in order to, uh, help a fellow racer. So that was really
1: admirable of what he did. Yeah, very much so. Hey, so you're back early from Dakar. I mean, everyone knows, but, uh, why don't you give those a, let those that don't know what
2: happened? Um, well, yeah, so we were, Ricky was doing really good. Um, he, uh, won the first stage kind of was handed this the win to him because uh, the two guys that finished ahead of him got penalties. And so we were trying to hold him back a little bit strategy-wise the uh, first week. And then, uh, so we were doing good. He, he was opening that second stage, opened almost the whole way, um, finished a uh, respectable finish. I think he lost about eight minutes that day, on day two, and uh, started around 15th. And so he was... the the third day he was charging up through the pack Um, I think on time he was running about second overall at that point and he hit something in the sand that he did not see it wasn't a really high speed section for what we consider high speed he was going about 60 kph and he got ejected um, took a big header, big digger knocked himself silly um, you know, and had some uh, s- a little bit of pain in the back and kind of upper region of his shoulder and neck, and so um, he was he was kind of out of it. So he you know he had to call it because uh, it was just too much damage um, that he felt to continue.
1: He had, he had he broke his neck what twice prior, I believe, right?
2: Yeah, he has two fusions actually in his neck and uh so when stuff happens like that you have to be very cautious about uh your you know your crashes and injuries absolutely and and he knows his body he knows what he felt and he made the best decision that he could possibly make and to not continue nor that i really think he could (laughs) have continued because he was pretty wiped out but you know he he thinks he could have continued but he made a wise decision a mature decision to have to uh unfortunately pull out of the Dakar on the third stage. Um, You know, and from there, uh, the team encouraged uh, me to travel home with him to make sure he was was good and okay. Um, Awesome. Since he's been home, he's gotten checked out, and yeah, there's some neck trauma and stuff there that he's gonna have to take care of in the next couple months. But he'll make a full recovery, and uh, we'll look forward to, you know, working his way back to
1: shape and uh, getting back on the horse. Nice. And that's what brings us out here today for that overall for Ryan
0: at the district 37 race. So
1: you're a popular guy. Everyone wants to talk to you. So we'll let you go.
2: Thanks Johnny. Thanks.
0: Awesome. So first of all, uh, let me tell you, Gnarly Dave is now the new correspondent for Chasing Waypoints. Uh, that was a pretty good, I was like, dude. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much to Gnarly Dave for uh, catching up with Johnny Campbell uh, at the District 37 race and uh, and updating us on Ricky Brayback. And I, you know, it's, it's hard, right? The bench racing side of it, right? If we all like, for most of those listening in, uh on the bench racing side right not actually experiencing it um the focus for these guys is dakar right i mean there's the other races in between and they focus on each race but there's a little bit more on the dakar so it's i'm sure it's gut-wrenching to have to sit there and literally contemplate and make that decision that okay this is it for this year uh i can't go any further um even though the body is telling you that, you know, I feel like I got a shot at it, just put me in coach. And, but the mind knowing that, you know, this is not something you want to screw with because it leads to other things. So uh, we're glad that Johnny or Johnny and Ricky, I'm sure, you know, there was, there were some back and forth conversations with there. I'm glad the decision was made that these guys are back. Uh, you know, there's Dakar 24, there's a whole season of racing, including the Sonora Rally that's coming up. That's going to be a World Rally Raid uh, championship uh, round. So it's going to be really awesome to see it. And and if you guys aren't or haven't already, you know, definitely check that out. We are going to get our own round here in North America for the world stage of Rally Raid. So. Absolutely excited to see that. I can't wait to get down there and check it out and get to actually see all of these factory teams hanging out and doing their things and this whole other bivouac production. So I think this is going to be badass. So can't wait for that one. Again, glad to hear that both Johnny Camel and Ricky Braybeck are both back safe in the States. Ricky's been checked out and everything is good to go. And he's just got to work on some recovery stuff and, and move on forward from there. So next race coming up soon. I am certain. Okay so that is the updates for now we will get you more as they come in i did reach out to everybody uh that i could but again i'm i'll, I'll say it again as i i really really try and stay out of their hair and let them do what they need to do uh and if the updates come in they'll send me a voice message i'm happy to share with you guys uh what it is and as it comes through uh but again these guys are there racing we're watching from afar let's let them do their thing and not uh, not be in their hair because i'm pretty sure they're getting uh They're getting questions, including uh, Skylar Howes up front and Mason Klein as well. So I appreciate Mason taking the time to talk with us or send me a quick update on what was going on. But with that being said, let's get to it. It is time for the stage breakdown, stage number nine of the 2023 Dakar Rally. Let's talk. 686 kilometers is what they have got in store. Now, right now, local time in Riyadh is 4.42 in the afternoon. So these guys, like I said, is is the end of rest day for them. And they are going to be getting ready, getting uh, their last things in check before it becomes time for race. And what that looks like is... Ooh, these guys are leaving. Oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. I, I hope... Yeah. Well, I mean, this this is definitely not news to these guys. Uh, if they are... Here, let me mute that just in case uh this is definitely not news to them because they are there on the ground and getting ready for the race so it should not be uh, a surprise to them but they are going to have an early departure 4 55 a.m which actually you know what it's not the earliest but you know it's still it's still pretty early so four fifty-five 55 in the morning the first bike will leave the bivouac ross branch and then it is going to be Uh, 7 a.m. starts, so little over let's see 455 555 655 so about a two-hour liaison Uh, they got 108 kilometers to go in the morning their overall stage right 686 kilometers or doing the fancy math here 425 miles of racing today so another long day definitely uh, gonna be a tiring day For these guys especially if they're not used to this kind of a stage breakdown so we will get to that here in just a second so 686 kilometers total 425 miles and then they are going to do first thing in the morning is 108 kilometers to get to the start line of the selective stage or the special stage which is 67 miles so they'll run about 67 miles before they get to the stage start they're going to stretch these guys in fuel because the neutralization the fuel stop does not come until 270 kilometers after they leave the bivouac. So basically in the stage, it's about kilometer 162 uh, on the stage, and then they're going to have two more checkpoints. So K162 is their neutralization. Uh, The first checkpoint is at K249, and then uh, checkpoint two is at K264. So 249 kilometers in for the first checkpoint for these guys, uh, which is 154 miles of racing. Uh 264 times 0.62 is 163 miles of racing before they hit the second checkpoint, and then they have the arrived special stage. So once they finish that up, that is a 359 kilometer stage total. Uh 359 times 0.62 is 222 miles, 222.6 miles, actually, to be a little bit more precise, of actual racing. So that is what's gonna to contribute to their overall time. You guys heard Mason talk about this just a second, about, about picking up penalties uh, inside of the liaisons and or neutralizations. So what it means there is, since it does not count to your total time, speeding has no benefit in, in either of those areas uh, because you're not having to, you're not actually... On the clock formally, but the penalties are there. The rules are still there. And that's one of the things that separates rally from some of the other sports. So 359 kilometers or 222.6 miles of racing. And then they are going to do another liaison that is again commuting from the bivouac to the start line or from the finish line to the bivouac. In this case, the second section or road section B is 220 kilometers long. And that is going to be 0.62, 136 miles of commuting after the stage finish to get to the Bivouac and Hurrah. So local time, we're looking at a sunrise of 639 and a sunset of 1713, which I believe is 513 minus 12, right? 17 minus 12, something like that. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, first first bike out of the Bivouac at 455 in the morning, and they are expected to start at 7 a.m. sharp stage breakdown here we go so we are looking at a 10% sand stage this time around 65% of it is going to be on dirt 7% in stones 16% dunes and 1% dry lake so that 65% that's what we were alluding to earlier it's like hey this is this is going to favor our off-road racers and i'm absolutely excited to see how this works out I'm feeling like uh, I'm feeling like we're going to see a great performance again out of both Skylar Howes and Mason Klein uh, coming into the stage. So I'm absolutely excited to see how this works out uh, at the 2023 Dakar for stage number nine. So. Look forward for more updates and things of what is going on again. As I get updates from the guys on the ground, I'm happy to share those with you guys. Uh, don't forget, check out the American Rally Originals Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can also follow Paul Neff. You can follow, uh, of course, Skyler 110 and Mason underscore Klein one uh, on Instagram as well. Check out the at Chasing Waypoints. I am sharing some of their updates and what these guys are are posting out onto the stories. So you definitely want to check that and not miss out on those but man here we go stage number nine of the 2023 Dakar rally is on deck 14 stages that means we have five stages to go including this stage so five more stages till we decide who was fastest this year so absolutely excited stay tuned guys and remember it'll make sense when you get there enjoy the ride All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and, of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week.